Hello and welcome to another episode of Ask Me Anything About Real Estate. I'm your host, Mark Soltis, and I have been a real estate agent for about 30 years and have seen a lot over those 30 years. This real estate market has been unprecedented as buyers clamor to purchase the few homes that are available. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of buyers out there um, that have lost out on properties. They have put in bids, good bids, good offers, and um, their offers have not been accepted. So a lot of them give up. They just tired of losing out, going through the whole process, making great offers over asking price, and then losing that property. So they give up. A lot of buyers also ask, what could I have done in order to win that property, to purchase that property? So this episode, we'll talk a little bit about how to beat the competition in a seller's market. The first thing, and the very best thing, of course, is having cash. Cash is king. Having cash eliminates a lot of contingencies, a lot of worry for the seller, a lot of concerns, usually very flexible. Um, It eliminates contingencies like the need for an appraisal. So that's one of the things some of the buyers are winning out just because they have the cash. Now, of course, not all buyers are going to have the cash so they're going to have to deal with financing and some of the other contingencies so that makes them less competitive and there's probably nothing they can do to beat out a cash buyer so another item that makes a an offer a little bit stronger than perhaps someone else's is waiving home inspections now in the 30 years that i've been in real estate I never remember a time when I would tell buyers that perhaps they need to waive a home inspection in order to win the property. I would never suggest somebody purchase a home for so much money and not have a home inspection to protect themselves, to know what they're purchasing, etc. Sounds very, very risky. However, in today's market, buyers are competing with other buyers who are waiving home inspections. So perhaps you take a really, really good look at the property prior to making the offer. Whether it's just a physical inspection yourself, or if you bring somebody at the time that you're looking at the property, something to make you comfortable about purchasing a home and waiving a home inspection. And also there's other there's ways of wording the home inspection so that maybe it's not as um, as risky for the homeowner. There are some people that say that they're going to do a home inspection, but it's for informational purposes only. Well, that still means that the home that the sale is still contingent on a home inspection, but that usually means that the buyers will have their inspection. And if there's something major, then they're not, and they really don't want to go through with the deal or the purchase, then they would just 
opt to get out of the contract, get their deposit back. Don't ask for any concessions. Don't ask for any repairs. And that might be what um, an inspection for um, with informational purposes only could mean. However, it depends on the individual and how they word that. So you might want to have an attorney write up what the definition of for informational purposes only is on the contract, but you might want to have an attorney to do that just to clarify what that means to the seller. Um, again, informational purposes only is still a contingency on an inspection. So better to, if it really is for informational purposes only, you can always have your home inspection after you purchase it so that you then know about the property. But, um, and that would that would release it as a contingency from the contract. Another thing that buyers are doing is waiving appraisals or waiving the differential of the appraisal versus the value of the house or the sale price of the house um, up to a certain amount. Up to a certain amount um, can be limiting sometimes too because that might say, okay, um, it still only appraises this. So if I'm only going to offer $10,000 more than more than that, they might still be getting a discount off the sales price. That uh, is okay as long as the buyer has the funds to make up the difference on the appraisal. And it's okay with the lender. So again, waiving appraisals or making a strong or a higher, you know, I'll pay this much above the appraised value, um, but not more than this. So that's another option to um, be a little more competitive in a seller's market. Another item that many buyers are using, and some agents and buyers, they don't even understand them, but they are using them. They're called escalation clauses. These escalation clauses often work for the buyers if they have the resources to qualify to purchase the property at a higher maximum amount. And typically what they're going to say is that an escalation clause typically says is that I'll pay $1,000 or $500 or $5,000 over the next highest bidder or over the highest bidder and up to a certain amount. So they do put a maximum on there. Now the seller does look at that maximum and say, oh, they're willing to pay that. Why don't they just pay that? Well, they can, but at least this puts them in the competition and maybe they don't have to pay um, the maximum amount. Maybe they'll fall in somewhere in between, which means they've saved themselves a little bit of money, but I'm, it's still going to be more than what the seller was asking for. So the seller could always come back and say, well, I want the maximum amount and the buyer can agree or they can say no. So again, escalation clauses. Escalation clauses, uh, if you don't understand them, should definitely be reviewed by a, by an attorney so that they can describe so that they can explain them to you and that you fully understand what you're writing and what you're asking for. And you should make sure that you can qualify for the maximum. 
Um, a non-refundable deposit paid directly to the seller might be an option. I've never done that before, but I don't see why that wouldn't work. It's um, uh, It might be attractive for the seller to know that uh, you're committed, and that might be a good possibility. Um, another easy, easy item uh, might be purchasing the property as is with furnishings. Now this doesn't work for everybody, but some sellers don't want to move or um, pay to dispose of items in their home that they either no longer want or need. Um, sometimes you have sellers that are downsizing and they don't want to incur more expenses to get the items moved out, transfer them to the next property. So depending on your seller, and again, that depend you have to kind of find out a little bit what their plans are and what's important to them. Um, but if you can, then you can perhaps negotiate that and put yourself in a stronger position than another buyer by saying, okay, I'll take care of that or I'll take it as is and I'll take all the items and take care of it myself later. Of course, being flexible on timing uh, makes is, is good too. So if you have a house to sell and you're going to sell and you need to close on a particular day, um, that kind of limits the timing for the seller as well because then you need to be in their house. So that's another uh, option that might um, put you in a stronger position. Being flexible on timing, knowing what the seller's timeline is like, what's important to them on the move. Is it important that they um, move during the school season? Is it, time, is it important that uh, um, they're not moving in the winter? Or um, are they looking for a home to uh, purchase and they don't have one themselves? So are you going to give them a contingency uh, that their sale is contingent upon them finding suitable housing? Those kinds of things might work. So that's some of the ways to beat the competition, other buyers in a seller's market. Um, the reason why this is happening is because really there's just fewer people that are putting their homes on the market. Not a lot of moving going on. People are staying in their homes. What you know, part of the reason is the affordability. If if someone's moving out of a an older home that they've been in for a long time, then moving into a newer home that might even be smaller, they might actually be paying more uh, for that home than than um, what they might be getting for proceeds in their current home. I think the cost of new construction, the cost of newer homes, it almost sounds like downsizing isn't really downsizing your budget. It's just downsizing the size of your home. And that doesn't work for a lot of sellers. So a lot of people are not putting their homes on the market. The, uh, the amount of new construction is not affordable new construction it's all seems to be still being built on the high end and uh, and there isn't that much available for sale even in new construction so that's why we're seeing such a shortage that's why we're seeing so much competition with buyers and sellers well actually with buyers um, to get sellers homes and um, it's been great for sellers so if you have a place a second place as a seller a great time to sell so Okay, so if you have any questions, and thanks for listening, appreciate it, and again, um, we'll be back with more things to talk about. We might even go into some of these other items in more detail, like escalation clauses, 
how they work, my experiences with working with them. Um, and, uh, and all kinds of real estate questions. So thank you again. And I appreciate your listening. <laughs>